but that's okay. Galatians. Uh, I invite you to turn with me there. It's Galatians 6, and we're going to pick up where the Apostle Paul is seemingly kind of landing the plane in the conclusion. And as I said last week, it's like Paul... Um, it's like when you're, when you're on a plane and you think it's about to land on the runway and the, and the flaps are down and the wheels are down, but then all of a sudden the pilot realizes something, the flaps re-engage, you hear the, the landing gear go back up and you take this hard bank and you, uh, and you circle the runway because the, 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 the pilot was not quite ready to land. There was something that needed to be addressed on the ground before they could touch down. This is what Paul does in this conclusion. It's seeming like, okay, it's about to end. And he <coughs> grabs the reins, gets this surge of power, and he begins to unpack these Christian essentials of our faith. And as I've been looking at this, I've kind of seen four of these. We looked last week at the first one where the Apostle Paul, before he lands, he just wants to reinforce this truth that uh, the cross of Christ is an essential truth and it cannot be lost or forgotten. So he talks about my boast is only in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. That when Paul talks, when he speaks, when he preaches, he... the cross just comes out of him. The atonement that Jesus' blood that Zach was just talking about covers us, and now we can approach the holy God. The second thing that we're going to look at today, this morning, is the necessity of new birth, our new birth in Christ. And then I thought we were going to finish, but uh, we're not. And then in the coming weeks, we're going to look at holiness and the reality of grace in our lives. So, Um, Let's jump in. Our verse in Galatians, as Paul is landing the plane with this surge of power, recapping essentially these great themes in the book of Galatians, Galatians 6.15. It will be on your screen uh, behind me here. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, here it is, but a new creation, a new creation. It may be translated in your copy of the scriptures, a new creature. That you and I, in other words, these external things, these ceremonial things that you think get you close to God, your good behavior, your good works, these ceremonial practices, in their case there, in the Galatian church, circumcision versus uncircumcision. These Judaizers saying you have to become Jewish first and then you can add on Jesus. Paul says neither of those count for anything. What matters, what is of paramount, utmost importance is that you are a new creature, new birth. See, these, these Christians had come in and they'd connected with Christianity, they'd connected with the gospel, and then there's these other people that are floating around and they're even in the church and they're pressing on people the need to um, adhere to these sort of cultural norms. Well, you should... Yes, Jesus is great, but you you need to do this too. So it's Jesus and this ceremony. It's Jesus and this practice. It's Jesus and this thing out here. And they're saying, Jesus is wonderful, but he was not fully sufficient. The cross isn't fully sufficient. The resurrection is not fully sufficient to save you. You need to also do these things, because that's how you really know. 
That's how you can really grab hold of the deep things of God. It's often veiled like that, isn't it? And Paul tells us why these people are so consumed with telling other people this. He says it in verse 12. We looked at it last week. He said, number one, we can, I can relate to this. Uh, they wanted to make a good impression on people. They didn't want to ruffle any feathers. See, culturally, this is how you got close to God. And if they dropped this, their entire metric of belief and what set them apart as holy men and women would be removed from them. And they're like, I don't want to tell other people that, and I don't want to have to walk in that. Um, so they wanted to make a good impression on people. So they, you know, like, let's make a few changes to this to make it more culturally palatable. Let's make the gospel a little more culturally palatable. So instead of people professing faith in Jesus, they began to gain favor by saying, yes, if you also do this, then you'll be really impressive. Um, you'll be really impressive. Just kind of get in line with this religious system. And if you can keep in step with the system, that's how you get ahead. But Paul comes on the scene and says, the cross obliterated that. The cross obliterated that. Now, this train of thinking, you may be thinking, Sean, you keep bringing up, uh, it's kind of uncomfortable. It's like, what are we, like five months in circumcision versus uncircumcision? There's no one in Market Street like picketing these issues, right? It's uncomfortable. I don't, I, I know what that means. I don't like talking about it. Can you, let's just, let's move on here, okay? Paul couldn't move on. Why? Because though that night might not be happening with a picket sign in Market Street, though we might not have people orbiting in our churches trying to secretly get people to believe in this, like we don't even like saying the word, um, it, it happens in other subtle ways. Um, it's happened in even the history of the church through baptism. Well, um, if you're not baptized, you can't be saved. So it's Jesus plus baptism equals salvation. Or it's Jesus plus one of these gifts of the Spirit. If you're really spiritual, then you will be saved. It's Jesus plus um, church attendance. Or it's uh, church membership. We gotta join. You gotta, do, you gotta do this. It's all these little things that seem good and seem right and seem to have a framework of truth around them that we make paramount and we make the main thing. And Paul says, do not do that. Do not do that. It perverts the gospel and it leads people astray. Um, Paul is saying through Galatians, Anyone that denies that salvation is by grace through faith plus nothing perverts the gospel and confuses people. And we live in a culture of great and tremendous confusion. We do. Um, there is real confusion because there are so many perversions of the gospel. Well, let's take this part and grab it, but then we'll add in all these things. 
and it leaves us confused. That's why Galatians is such a powerful book for us today because it helps us cut through what's true and what's real in a cultural sea of confusion and doubt. Um, So if we are, what we're learning is if we are focused on the outward and the external, we are in grave danger of missing the essential of Christianity, which is inward and spiritual, which is inward. What does Jesus have to say about people who focus primarily on the external rather than on the inward change of God? Matthew 23, two through four. Jesus is coming out, he's, he's blasting this idea. The scribes and the Pharisees, the religious people, the church people, if you will, Sit on Moses' seat. So do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the works they do, for they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and they lay them on the backs of people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move with their finger. They tie up these heavy burdens of religion, and they place it on your neck, and it bears down on you, and they don't lift a finger to help. That's religion. That's religion, devoid of the gospel. He keeps going, verse five. They do all these deeds to be seen by others, and they love the place of honor at feasts, and the best seats in the synagogues, and the greetings in the marketplaces, and being called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. Jesus here in the Gospels is exploding the idea of human exaltation. He's saying form without substance is is meaningless. It's meaningless. Jesus, the Gospel, our salvation, changes us from the inside, then out. I said it last week, but all the perfume in the world cannot change that fact. All the prettying up that we try to do cannot change our inward reality. Jesus is always pointing back to the heart, back to the heart, back to inward change, that the gospel changes our hearts, renews our minds, and then it spills out into our lives and how we live and operate in the spaces we occupy. There's some frightening warnings about what the last days look like. They're described. One of these places in 2 Timothy. I don't mean to get too downer here, but uh, these are like warning cries for us. And these are a result, these types of uh, behaviors are are a result of focusing just on the external and not letting the gospel renew us internally. Listen to what uh, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 says. These are what's, this is as, uh, when the darkness seems to be closing in around us, there seems no hope. It seems the light is almost flickering out and almost to be extinguished. That's when the time that Christ's return is drawing near, the scripture tells to us. And 2 Timothy says, this is what's going to mark a generation. You will experiencing these things. But understand this, 2 Timothy 3, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, 
disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. Kids, watch out. Heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. Paul says, I want to tell you about the nature of what's true, of what is reality. And he closes this letter and he says, it's not external. It's not putting yourself up. It's not abiding by this system. What counts is that you are a new creation, a new creature. In Christ, we are made new from the inside out. Outward ceremonies by men can never take the place of the inward, invisible miracles performed only by God through Christ. We live in a world that really believes this, I think. Um, If I just get the outward right, the inside will eventually catch up. I think we sometimes really believe that. We spend a lot of time and resources and energy saying, I just, I got to get the outside looking right and well-oiled, and then my heart will catch up. The gospel says, no, your heart needs to be transformed first, and it's only through your heart and mind and an internal transformation, through only what God can do, that you have any hope of changing and desiring the things of God externally. If you don't get the inward right, the outward is trivial. Um, Let's think this through quickly as we look at some other scriptures on being uh, a new creation. Paul says, this is what matters. All this other stuff doesn't matter, but be a new creation. This is uh, is a kind of a strange idea for us. And I was thinking about this this week as I was just poring over this is... um, we like to point people to like pray a prayer or walk an aisle or have an experience, but the Bible is constantly telling us to be made new, to be a new creation, to be a new creature. Look at this, 2 Corinthians, Paul says it again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. That the change that Jesus and the gospel produces and forms in us is so pervasive, it is so radical, it is so transformative that you are a new person when you encounter this Holy One, Jesus Christ, and he makes inroads in your heart. The old is gone. Behold, the new has come. What counts is that we are new creations, new creatures. John chapter 3, it's a famous story. We've got this religious leader, Nicodemus. He tithes, he studies the scriptures, he spent his entire life knowing what it means to follow God and obey his ordinances. So surely it must mean this guy is at least one or two steps closer to heaven. I mean, he gets it right. If they're ever a pro-Christian, Nicodemus is one of them. He comes to Jesus at night 
and Jesus obliterates his worldview. <laughs> Jesus cuts through all the static, all the religious mumbo jumbo, all the Bible belt nice, niceties. And he just cuts right to the